0: Miracy. I'm Kevin Dollett and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Client Cloning Systems and we help you find more clients like your best clients. I have always been a writer in some form or fashion. It's been something I've kept a journal since fourth grade and I just love it. And since I was a kid, I've known I was going to work for myself ever since... I discovered Thomas Edison. I thought he had the coolest job in the world. He went into a laboratory every day and he had no boss and he made a bunch of money. It was just that he did what he loved so much he lost track of time and didn't sleep for a couple of days. And I thought that was cool. My family was very traditional. No one in my immediate family, my mother or father worked for themselves. My dad was a career white collar worker for General Motors. However, my mother's dad, my grandfather owned a grocery store So I was exposed to working for oneself as a kid, but I had to go outside my immediate family. I had to go work in my grandfather's store, which was just a lot of fun. And I thought he had fun every day because he didn't have a boss. And we got to meet with the public and I got to do all kinds of cool things. So I was pretty fortunate. I wasn't forced to go into business. It just seemed like the natural thing to do. I did not know what I wanted to do next after high school. I just wanted to get into college. Once I was there I majored in beer drinking for about three and a half years. I was pre-law because I was a good writer and I enjoyed the political philosophy but as we got closer to graduation I became horrified at the idea of becoming an attorney. So I had kind of a moment of clarity and I decided I wasn't going to take the bar exam or become an attorney. I was always musical as a kid. I played violin and I took up guitar so I joined one band just after college. I ended up working as an assistant manager of a record store. It happened to be the best record store in Detroit, by the way. It was called Sam's Jams. Much lamented that it's no longer in business, but I worked in a record store for a couple of years and played in a band and we played all over the city of Detroit. Then, because I was fairly good at English and writing, I took a job as an English teacher, a complete 180 degree turn. I was hired and sent to Japan to teach English. And in Japan, I just found I loved teaching. Came back to the States to get a degree in education. Went back to Japan. So I spent another year and a half in Japan. Came back to the United States around 1994. There's where I took my first job in marketing. I was working with our number one client who was Federal Express, a little company down in Memphis, Tennessee. They had this thing called a website in 1995 and they needed help with it. And I had originally been hired at that Marcom agency pretty much because I had an email address on my resume and people were just, they thought that was so exotic and incredible. In 1994, you have an email address. And so they thought I was a super internet geek. I knew more about it than anyone else in the company, which made me the expert, but I just jack, comparatively speaking. But I knew more than them. So I ended up working with our client FedEx to support their website. The website, when it first started, when I came on board, it had six web pages, and we got about five email communications a day from customers around the world. Within a year and a half, I had two people working under me full time to do the support, and we were answering anywhere from three to 500 emails a day. And I did that for about a year and a half, two years full time. And then I ended up working for myself in 1998. My first job after I left my full time gig, it was actually resume writing. It was not copywriting for businesses, it was copywriting for people. So I wrote resumes and cover letters. And they were actually really, really good, if I must say so, because I had a background in direct response marketing. So I wasn't writing fluff, I was writing very punchy copy with a lot of benefits. My cover letters were really sales letters in disguise. They weren't full of airy, dry language, they were hard hitting. And so I got paid. Really quickly, I got paid really well for writing resumes and cover letters. I actually hired two of my competitors to handle my overflow because I was pretty good at marketing myself. And that's when I thought, wow, this can work. And so the one thing after another, since 1998, it's just been a terrific ride. The moment I thought I was making it was around 1997, A guy by the name of Ron Lieber, he was a magazine writer. He contacted me and asked to interview me for a book he was writing. It was called Upstart Startups. It was people under 40 who had started their own business. And I thought, wow, why are you interviewing me? But apparently he liked the way I marketed my business compared to my competitors. And the book came out in 1998. Kate Spade was in the book. The founder of the Geek Squad was in the book, along with little old me. And I just thought, wow, this is incredible. And so the book came out and my mom bought a copy and told all her friends. And I was pretty happy with things. But that's when I thought, wow, I'm getting featured in national media. I'd been in magazines before in the newspaper, but now I'm in a book, somebody's book, with these really high achieving people. And so I thought, geez, maybe I've made it. And of course, it's a danger, right? As soon as you think you've made it, you coast and then you fall off a cliff. So I didn't start coasting. I kept going But that was a real turning point for me. I thought if national media and authors are noticing, you know, me and what I'm doing, that's pretty cool. If you don't quit, you can't fail. This is, you know, the game of life is not like baseball or football where you might run out of time or run out of outs. You know, the only way you can fail in life is to give up. Or, you know, if you die while you're still trying, in my mind, you've won because you went out still fighting. So my success has really come from a refusal to quit and always to try once more and once more. And I think that's been the dumb, simple secret of my success is I've just never quit. That's something I try to instill in my daughter because I know I sound like a crabby old man. Younger kids these days, in my mind, they can get discouraged a bit too easily. But my life is a testament to the idea that if you don't quit, you can't lose. What does making it mean to me? It means. Foremost autonomy, I make the decisions. I get to choose. And that may sound selfish, and perhaps it is, but equally important is, you know, that the idea that I'm helping other people, my business is a force for good. I work with clients whose businesses I respect. I'm helping them grow their business. I'm helping them get new revenues that they otherwise would not get. I've helped some clients enjoy some real revenue breakthroughs and get some life-changing revenue and really enjoy their lives to the full. And that's incredibly gratifying to me, actually more so than the money I make, is the fact that I'm helping others. And that's making it to me. So I go back to Thomas Edison, one of my heroes. He didn't have a clock in his workshop. He or his employees, they, they had no idea if it was day or night because there were no windows either. And so if you can be doing your work in an office with no windows and no clock and you don't feel bad about that that means you're doing something good so really you know what would you be willing to do without a clock and without windows if you, if you can think of something that's a pretty good idea of what you could and should be doing but of course there has to be a market for it so it's not a matter of you know do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life that's terrific but it's really finding what the market wants and then mapping those wants to your skills and desires that's the secret and then once you find Something that you enjoy and that you're getting paid for, just go full out. Work as much as you can, you know, stomach in the early days because it's going to take a lot of work. And if you never quit, you'll never lose. I'm Kevin Donlin, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at clientcloningsystems.com. That's www.clientcloningsystems.com. Making It is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer and Danny Inney is our executive producer. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people.